Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. This week, we're discussing the importance of community, and Gary and Guy are joined by Tom Stockton and Matt Squire of Fuzzy Labs, who were also with us last week discussing AI. Uh, This week, they'll be joining the discussion on community. So Guy, once again, it's over to you. Thanks, Georgia. Chaps, welcome back again. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Missed you. (laughs) Okay, the importance of community. It's a little bit of a a passion of mine, this, because in my previous life, we were, as a company, very involved in in the technical community. It kind of drove what we did, and it drove, you know, a good portion of our the culture within the company it was very important to us as a as an organization that you know we added significant value to the community and you know there there are real benefits for business to do that because you kind of build your name in that community and if that's the same community that you execute your business in that can only be a good thing for you so by being involved by maybe sharing information producing really useful content getting involved in forums, helping people answer questions, all that kind of good stuff. If you do that within the community, then, you know, people will think well of you. And it's a, it's a, it's a form of sales without selling because you're providing value to people before, well, you, that's it. You are providing value to people and people recognize that. And, you know, and that can only be a good thing for the, for the organization. A really modern way of, of, of marketing nowadays is to, as we've discussed in previous kind of podcasts, is to produce expert content and, you know, your team are best place to do that. It's not about the owner doing it, it's about the team and for that to be part of your culture. And then if you're doing that, then, and the, you know, you, you, you're kind of adding value, then, you know, you, you're working with your community and, you know, in the in EHE as an example, what we want to do is we would really like to build a really strong entrepreneurial community. And we know that probably 80% of the people that come and consume the podcast, the blogs, the inf- other information that we provide on the platform, that, you know, we probably won't ever do business with them. But that's fine because the other 20% hopefully will be the backbone of our business and allow us to grow and do some great things. Uh, and it'll be a real real benefit to them as well. So I think, you know, EHE's part of our philosophy in building this business is uh, to build a community and to provide genuine value to that community. And I know, you know, Matt and Tom, you do quite a bit of work in that area already yourselves. So it might be worth, you know, you guys just talking about what you think about community and, and how you work within your community and, and what benefits you get out of it as a kind of real life example if you like yeah it's fair to say that the community angle guys very much one that we that we learned from working with you when we started it was something that we you know was one of the first things we wanted to get going was publish publish our work and publicize what we do so that we can get credibility for we're a tech company so we want people to believe that we're technically capable by showing what we can do the way the way We've started doing it is having some quite purposeful R and D projects and just and doing things we're interested in. The one that got us going was these are typically Matt's ideas. Was what we call AI for your feet, and Matt strapped these sensors to his shoes and did some blogs and talks on them. And we turned it into a community project, did some videos, and encouraged people to collaborate and and offer other ideas on on how to build it. We ended up sponsoring a, a Manchester University event, hack event with some with the students last year and we set a challenge on based on this 
and uh, we got loads of good interest. And as a result of that, we've we've hired a guy off the back of it. It's also been really useful from a marketing point of view because customers can see what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we engage with that kind of technology. And it, it's one as our biggest client. We we got a FTSE 250 client off the back of this project. Like after going for six months was was mind blowing really. So we're gonna for us that's our strategy going forwards. We'll either progress that project as much as we can, or we'll niche onto other things and, and see where it takes us. You've made a few good points there, Tom. You know the you've mentioned it, and I kind of mentioned it earlier about the the, the potential for for potential customers to be listening to a podcast that you've done or or reading a blog that you've written or maybe listening to a talk or uh, actually quite often a number of those things they, they, they quite often you know uh, follow you on various platforms and learn from it you know one of the real kind of strategic byproducts from 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 doing this kind of stuff is your reputation within the the community and therefore your ability to hire people so again in, you know going back to my previous company and you know just as you've indicated it's worth you guys as well we used to get inbound calls for people who wanted to work for us so we we really didn't have the need to use recruiters if you look at the benefits that brings in first of all you know if people come in from that they followed you they understand what you do and they genuinely want to work for you they've been impressed with something that's why they've proactively contacted you and say hey have you got a job this is what i can do so that in itself is a is a filter, and then you add to that the the amount of money you save from not having to use recruiters that goes straight onto your bottom line. So again, you know, much as the you know it's a nice thing to do, it's a, there's a real commercial benefits to to building building your own community. There is, and I think it's commercially it is this self fulfilling cycle because yes, you you attract good people by having interesting projects. And by having good people, then businesses want to work with you. Your customers are happy because they know the good people work for you. So having their project project with you means they get those good people. But it has the direct sales value as well. I think that this is something you would agree with, Guy, that in a modern tech-driven organization, it doesn't really make so much sense to rely on a sales team and more old-fashioned sales techniques. We don't want to phone up potential clients and say, hi, would you like some AI in our case or whatever it may be? What we want to do is say, put what we do out there in the community and have people come to us. And it does work because you know we have these crazy projects like AI for your feet. And people might look at that and say, well, what on earth are you doing? You're, you're ruining, ruining a perfectly good pair of trainers by putting some sensors in it. Why, why on earth would you do that? But the reality is, that off the back of the community outreach work we did on that project, we attracted two of our customers. Um, and one of them, as Tom said, was the FTSE 250 medical company. This, this works, and I think it works more effectively than this scattergun sales approach of cold calling everybody and hoping for the best. I'm going to surprise you a bit here, George, I'm afraid. I'm going to bring you into this conversation. So I haven't prepared Georgia for this at all, so I'm sorry for dropping you in it all of a sudden. But I know, you know, the, the work that you do in, in the community, actually, you you actually put myself, Matt, Tom, Gary to shame with the amount of work you do in the community. So it'd be really, I think, useful just to show that it works in different types of industries, not just a tech thing. It's not just an entrepreneurial thing. What do you do? And I'd actually like you to talk a little bit about Clubhouse as well, because that's a really interesting one. 
and how you kind of benefit, benefited from that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Guy. Well, for those listening, I uh, I work with entrepreneurs and thought leaders to create their books and also their blogs and their podcasts. So really what underlies creating content for anybody uh, who's, who's in business or anybody who's trying to share a message, make an impact and grow their company in doing so is, is building their brand. And why would you build a brand? Well, it's to foster a sense of community in the niche that you work within. And so you can become known, but also you can help people in a less formal way that aren't necessarily paid one-to-one services. And that's really important because a lot of people now, especially post-COVID where, you know, there isn't loads of face-to-face contact, you know, they, they want lots of different touch points with a, with a company and the people behind the company before doing business with them. You know, it's, uh, it used to be the case maybe where you had to look a company up and then you'd call them up and then you'd have... Now it's more like people expect to see you on lots of different platforms and they expect to be able to consume a certain number of hours of your information before they want to spend their time and energy having that, that one-to-one conversation around commercials. So content brand building and, 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 and building a community around yourself and what you offer the world is really important. And I would go as far as to say it's business critical now, where I, I believe that lots of businesses are going to go out of business over the next few years if they don't take this point on board, if they keep on trying to do things in what is now an old-fashioned way in terms of advertising to customers and expecting customers to pick up the phone. Just don't, don't think it works. Clubhouse is a great example of this. Guy, as you know, I've been on, and I think Gary, I've been uh, pinging you, as they say in Clubhouse speak, to join rooms left, right and centre. I think uh, your probably notifications are turned off by now. <laughs> They're still on. I do see you, but I've just ignored it so far, <laughs> I'm afraid. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Same here. Sorry, George. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite into, is it Clubhouse or Crowded House or what is it? That was a group from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's in the 80s camp. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it's I am. Clubhouse. So, it's, so for anyone who doesn't know, this is this is a very addictive app that's... that's uh, it's, it's been around for just, just under a year, but it's only come more into the kind of general conversation in the last uh, three months. And I caught wind of it on the 4th of January, the first day back in, in work after the Christmas break and had my plan for the year set up and then saw Clubhouse, thought, what's that? Got, got invited in and that's been... Everything, everything's had to be completely redone to accommodate it. But I've been in there probably 20 to 30 hours a week. Sunday was my first day off technically of the year so far. And there is <laughs> <laughs> Gary's doing a face 20 palm. 20 or 30 hours a week? Yeah, on top of, on top of the business. Oh, my goodness. Doing yeah, what? Talking, mostly. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you're very good at that, Georgia. Thanks, <laughs> I'll take that as a hint. I won't take up too much time on the on the podcast. But no, I mean, you know, running rooms, this live audio, it's a massive gap in the market, isn't it? Because other social media doesn't allow you to just rock up. You've got to get ready. You've got to prepare. You've got to have content that's been pre-done. Well, Clubhouse, you can just turn up and you can either jump into a room and listen to people or you can speak. But it's a level playing field because anyone can do it. So you've got like Hollywood celebrities in there with... Well, with like with me, you know, and, and with other entrepreneurs, and everyone's just hanging out and, and sharing ideas. It's a massive, massive community. Now it sounds it's like, like a modern pub. It is like a modern pub without the f- as much fun. Without the alcohol. Without <laughs> the alcohol. You can have the alcohol. That's the yeah, world's worst, it. world's worst pub. That then, Gary. I'm sorry, I'm not going. Yeah, same here. Yeah, crikey. <laughs> that sounds. It sounds interesting. And if you're spending twenty hours, how many people are on it? I think it's nearly ten million now. 
It's huge. And I mean, to give you an example, Elon Musk was on it a few weeks ago, George, wasn't he? And as soon as word got out, that many people tried to log on to uh, listen to what was going on, that the whole thing fell over. Yeah, it did. It broke it. 8,000 people, he tweeted it, didn't he, Guy, on the Sunday? And 60,000 people liked it or replied. And Clubhouse at the moment, at the time of recording, is still in beta mode. So it's still invite only, and it's only available to iPhone users. So for the number of people who want to be in it, there's only a small number in comparison to who actually are in the app and using it. But I think at the time, they had about 5 million weekly users. This is only a few weeks ago. It's growing massively every single week. Yeah. Uh, but he tweeted it, and the next day, he turned up into the room, and like so many of them tried to... It, it, it broke after 8,000 people got in. The app just glitched, and no one could do any rooms. But you, you've been in, you've run rooms, you've been the, the, the moderator in rooms with, with thousands of people in as well, haven't you? You know, it's not just people like Elon Musk that pull the numbers in. It, it's just incredible way um, of, 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 of building community. It's just one example. There's lots of other examples. I don't want to spend too long on Clubhouse, but it is, you know, the, the, the latest big example in my view. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. It's just it's it's a massive example of, of, of community in action. But also it's um, it's another it's a good example of how when you've got when you're building a community in one area, how easily it can translate into another or onto another platform. So for entrepreneurs listening to this, you know, if you if you're really active on LinkedIn, for example, or, you know, maybe even like a face to face network, like a coaching network that you're involved with, actually, you could you could transfer that audience to call it that onto another into another platform like clubhouse and just pick up the conversation there with a slightly different tone but to give you an idea and then i know i know we need to move the conversation on but just closing that point on clubhouse i've been on it for so what now 11 weeks and i know i'm one of the early adopters but still i mean already we're closing business now from people who just met me on clubhouse so they're there's no need that there's that it's sort of bypassing the sales process. There's no need for the normal sales process. They'll they'll just get in touch and say, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll sign up. And I'm not pitching on there. I'm just discussing things related to branding and, and content. But, but it has generated you a new business, you know, it, actually quite incredible new business. Uh, yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. Ten, tens of thousands. I mean, yeah, it's in yeah. Five, five figures, sort of. Yeah. It's, I mean, but having said that, you would expect anything you're spending 30 hours a week on to, to, to be you know, producing results, wouldn't you? Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. But um, yeah, it's a good example of community. I think okay. the context of community, from my perspective, is, you know, I'm, I'm mostly self-taught business and entrepreneurship, if you like. And it's taken me a huge amount of time to amass information and knowledge. And I've probably got some pretty deep scars through most of that. And it's taken me a long time. So if we can, if Guy and I and anybody else can share those you know experiences and learning and, and get entrepreneurs up the curve quicker then that would just be great i just love we just love sharing that information to help others and as you say a, a byproduct of doing business brilliant but just to help i think is really powerful yeah and i think you know the the idea of these podcasts and the, the kind of blogs that are derived from the podcasts is that you know we want we do want to share that information and we do want to help people and I think that has to be the basis for kind of any community. There was a conversation, Gary, you and I had, um, I think it might even have been yesterday, where I said I was I was on my exercise machine in the morning and I'd listened to a webinar from a, a guy in the States and they were, they were interviewing this chap who ran a company that specialised in, in storytelling. 
So I think, you know, the basis for when you're building any community is that it's about storytelling quite often uh, in these kind of scenarios. And he made a really interesting point I just wanted to share with everybody, really. He said that people want to understand you, not what you do. So once they understand you and they like that, then they'll be interested in what you do. You know, one of the things that we've decided we're going to do, Gary, is that we're going to do a video about us. And we're not naturally extroverts like that, really. You know, we we don't really talk about ourselves that much. We talk about things we're involved with and ideas and, and, and maybe past experiences, but we don't really talk about ourselves. But one of the things we've committed to do now is to talk about our background and the fact that, you know, we are ordinary Joes, and uh, as we all are on this call, quite frankly, um, you know, I don't think either you or I went to university. I think George and Matt and Tom all did. It, it's all about you and, you know, what you can do and then uh, how you then use that to to share your experiences and, and, and build a community, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's that's great. I mean, I, I don't very often share my story, but when I do, people do say it's interesting because it's gone in a very varied direction. And some people will say I'm successful at the moment, but it's been it's been hard earned and some, as my wife calls them, the ASDA years were too long, really. <laughs> my, mine was Sainsbury's years, so we've kind of got that in common as well, haven't we? Yes, yes. Supermax retailers. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, good stuff. Excellent. Okay. So, you know, maybe we just go through, you know, each of us now and just, just very quickly, you know, one, one point about community um, and maybe, I don't know, I'm going to pick on uh, Tom. Tom, do you want to start? I would say, put, I'm putting yourself out there. I know it's interesting what you're saying about, about promoting yourself because Matt, I'm sorry, I'm good, deviating off topic, but Matt and I are naturally quite introverted. So putting yourself out there is quite hard. I think the, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you do, you, People want to engage with you more when they, when they know more about you, and and just being open, not pretending to be something you're not. Yeah, so I think, but like following your interests, talking about it openly, not being afraid of making mistakes and putting stuff out there that's not perfect, and getting people to talk back to you. I think to me that's the that's the key. And all these different platforms, the clubhouse sounds fascinating. I can't wait to get on the EHE clubhouse app. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah. I'll I'll go next. I think I think I've said it previously. Really, I think. Community is about sharing knowledge, helping other people. And if that's for free, I think that's good too. Just share knowledge freely. And as Matt, as Tom just said, I, I like that, but just be yourself. I think that's one of the, the, the main things I've learned over all my years here, too many, is be yourself because you're great as you are, even though you're imperfect. Everyone has unique abilities, Gary. Part of the you know the the process you go through life is you learn what your unique abilities are, and I encourage everybody to try and focus on what you're good at rather than what you think you should be doing. And if you do that, then you'll have a much more fulfilled life. You'll you'll enjoy what you do. You know you'll be the best at it. So follow your unique ability, Matt. Over to you. I think if you're putting yourself out there, you're engaging with the community. Whatever you're doing, it's got to be enjoyable. And if it's enjoyable, then your passion will will come out. It, it's, it's that really. It's uh, People will recognise the passion and people will definitely recognise the difference between somebody who's kind of faking it, they're going through the motions and you're trying to do the right things, but it's clear it's not really something they care deeply about. Whereas for us, certainly, when we're engaging in these tech projects, it's our passion, we enjoy it and 
and that's what we try to to show. Has to be part of your DNA, Matt. Really, is what you're yeah. saying. You, you know, you you have to want to do it and you believe in it rather than yeah. you, you you're doing it because you think you should be doing it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Really good. Thank you, Georgia. Be consistent when you're, yeah, wherever you're putting, whether it's sharing a story, whether it's, you know, publishing content, what, where, however you're building community or participating, just commit to doing the amount that you can commit to doing on a regular basis rather than like five things one week and one week and uh, one thing the next, just so that people can see you're reliable and it, and it shows kind of, uh, it shows that it's deliberate and it shows, you know, thought and, and that I think all of that kind of comes together to, to, to be a good example of, of leadership. Excellent. Thank you very much. And, you know, my, my kind of final comment is just reiterating something kind of Georgia touched on before that I think companies that don't look to the community and don't engage with the community will put themselves at, at least at a disadvantage because from what I can see, things are heading in that, that direction with the various social media platforms that are available nowadays. So information sharing is so much easier uh, and and you know reaching out to people that many you know that not not that long ago you know you you could never you you wouldn't even know whether they they were there and so the the whole landscape's changing and and I'm convinced that communities will be a large part of that and successful companies will engage with the community and will do it really well. Fantastic, great episode. Yes, again, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week for a new episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.